Hi, I'm Lesha Holzaffel, and you're listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast, a podcast for moms who are ready to lose the weight they want without gaining it back by learning the holistic approach to nutrition and how our brains determine our long-term success. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Welcome back to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. Today, we're talking about period cravings. And I have a special guest with me, Sarah Garino. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Fit Mom Squad. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for asking me to join you today. I'm very excited. Sarah is a very special guest because she also happens to be my personal trainer. So before we get started, I'm just going to have you introduce yourself, share a little bit about yourself, your journey, what you do, who you help, all the things, and then we're going to, we're just going to dive right into it. Sure. Well, I am an exercise physiologist and nutritionist, been doing this about 19 years, and my bread and butter is working with mothers to help them find their healthy balance between exercise, nutrition, time with their family, and figure out how to troubleshoot through all the chaos of life. You know, today we're talking about that time of the month, cravings. And so I really like to prep my clients for what's to come, whether it be cravings, travel, lack of time, and just really keep it real and true to what they need. And luckily I met you and we're on our own journey. So this is super exciting. Yeah. We're going to have to share the story of how we met in another episode because like it's a, it's another story of its own, but we met the playground and then we connected and it was just like divine intervention. So I was like, so excited to meet you because we have a lot in common, but then yet we also have our different perspectives about nutrition and wellness and health. So you work with moms, which is perfect because this is a podcast for moms. And one of the biggest struggles that women get in general are cravings. But there's a difference between period cravings and just general cravings. So today, what I want to unfold is what are period cravings and why we get them? Because I think it's powerful to understand why they happen, because when we don't know, we're just like getting them or we start shaming ourselves and beating ourselves up, thinking there's something wrong with us when really it's just biology. And then share kind of our tips and tricks of things that I share with my clients of what can help them and what you share with your clients and kind of what we do personally to get through that time of the month. All right. So how does that sound? Sounds fantastic. All right. So let's get in it. So what are cravings? Like when you think about what a craving is, what is your definition of a craving? Well, you know, something that you can't stop thinking about, you know, you're like, okay, I need this right now. And you can't think about anything else. I need the food now. And it's always different, you know, from the day to day, just I'm hungry or that person's eating that thing, or my children have that in front of me and I want it to No, this is like deep within my thoughts. I need the chocolate right now. And, you know, a lot of times your cravings are very similar from month to month, just because of what our body is lacking, what our body is producing hormonally. And so that's why you tend to have the same cravings like chocolate and, you know, what, whether it's sweet or salty, one person tends to have a lot of the same cravings month to month. Yeah. So it's interesting because I feel like cravings in general. So the definition of craving is a powerful desire for something, right? So when it's food, it's usually some type of food. And 
I talked all about how to stop cravings in episode 19. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go check this one out. Today is very specific to period cravings because it, to me, when it comes to period cravings, it's like all of a sudden they just come up out of nowhere and they just hit you. And you're like, all like, no matter what, you just need to have that specific food, like chocolate or bread or whatever it is. And to me, I always think of it. It's like, it's like, I'm doing so well on my journey, you know, eating right, working out. I'm like, have so much willpower here, air quotes, the willpower. And then all of a sudden this, I wake up and out of nowhere, I'm like, don't give a crap about anything. I just want to eat the pantry. So I that know. is, I think that is like this distinction between getting a craving randomly. Like, hey, you know what? That brownie would sound good right now. Or you see a commercial and something sounds good versus you just have to have it right now. So let's unpack why we want to have it right now. So what actually happens in our body biologically when we are going through our menstruation cycle? So the first thing we want to really understand is obviously there's a lot of hormonal changes that are happening in our bodies while we're on our period. And the two main ones that really result in that desire to eat or that desire to eat a lot of carbs and sugar and all the things is going to be cortisol and serotonin. So cortisol is a stress hormone and it's much higher when we are on our periods. So ladies, think about it. Like, what do we do? Like Sarah, what do you do when you're really stressed out? Like, what do you want to do? I want to eat. Yeah. Right. We want to eat. And in particular, like, do you want to eat like kale and broccoli and like a nice, like tofu stir fry? Not, you know, sometimes, sometimes I do, but when I am, when it's during that time of the month, more than likely I'm craving all the bad things. Yes. Yep. Exactly. We never, it's never like the healthy stuff. I mean, maybe sometimes, but it's usually chocolate or it's bread or it's like those foods that are comfort foods that make us feel better because we're stressed out. So we first have to understand that it's because of the cortisol. And then there's serotonin. And serotonin is our happy hormone, right? It makes us happy and it also controls our appetite. And unfortunately, that is decreased when we're on our periods. So then what happens? Our appetite goes up and we get sad. And what do you do when you're sad? What makes you happy? chocolate. What makes Mm -hmm. you happy? Absolutely. Chocolate or the, even this, you know, I know a lot of people craving the salty stuff, the crunchy stuff. Yeah. Everyone kind of has their own favorite flavor profile that they tend to go to, but it's always those comfort foods, the foods that make us feel better. So we first have to understand biologically that this is why this happens. So there's the cortisol that's jacked up, the serotonin that's jacked up. We all of a sudden want to eat all the things. And then sometimes like for me, I really get cravings for chocolate. Do you really crave chocolate? We talk about chocolate a lot just because I feel like it's a very common craving. And I was researching and I was like wondering like, why do I just distinctly really want chocolate? And I found out it's because our magnesium levels are actually lower when we're on our periods and that causes you to crave chocolate. Did you know that? It's very, very interesting. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. So like one thing that I tell my clients and we'll get into the how to here in a little bit, but one thing I tell them is like, if you are taking magnesium, because a lot of my clients follow like a low carb diet, 
then maybe that would be a week that you can up your magnesium to kind of control the chocolate cravings. So we know now why we get cravings. Let's talk about how we deal with them. So go ahead and share with me kind of your, your way of dealing with period cravings when they come and kind of what you tell your clients how to deal with them. I'll kind of share some of my tips and we'll kind of discuss that further. Sure. I mean, first and foremost, I think the main thing to remember is that you are only human and that if you do mess up, you do give into cravings. It's okay. I tell my clients all the time that your mindset and the way that you react to the action is going to mess you up more than the action itself. So if you give into the cravings and you're like ravenous one night and you just, you're a bottomless pit and you keep going and going and going, you wake up feeling so terrible about yourself, shake it off, have your moment because we all need to put ourselves in check. You know, we need to understand that, okay, what we did is wrong. We should not have gone so far deep into it, but shake it off quickly. Because if you keep thinking about it, then it's just going to down spiral and it's going to make you want more and more and more because our mindset does determine our action. And so, you know, if you keep thinking about it, you keep getting more upset, obviously serotonin is low. So you're already feeling a little bit more depressed during that time. And then if you beat yourself down even more, then you're going to reward yourself by more food. So I always try to prep my clients with healthier, healthier air quotes, um, options to fulfill their cravings, but it's not going to take them all the way there. So if they want that chocolate, I have so many different recipes for chocolate protein pudding. And, you know, I know that you have keto recipes that are low sugar. And if that's not cutting it and you cannot stop thinking about that Snickers bar or whatever it is that, you know, fits, doesn't fit right into your nutrition plan, then have it have half of the bar and then move on, you know, just enough to get that craving fulfilled, but you're not overindulging. So I think snack packs, snack sizes, things like that are really, really beneficial because if you have a full bag of something, especially during that time of the month, you're probably just going to sit down on the couch with the whole bag and you're going to keep going and going and going. But if you purposely buy those snack sizes that are individually packaged, yes, they might be a little bit more expensive, but they will probably keep you a little bit more in check when it comes to overindulging. So finding certain recipes that, you know, just take the edge off and only use the real splurges if that healthier option is not doing the trick. Yeah. And I also think that we have to understand that this is normal and it is just one week out of the month, right? It's not like this happens all the time, every single week. There's nothing wrong with you. I always just say like, eat the chocolate girl, like eat it, but be mindful of it. So when I say eat the chocolate, can you be satisfied with a sugar-free chocolate? Does it have to be the highly processed crap, like a Snickers? If it absolutely has to be, and you're like, yeah, I'm not sugar-free chocolate is disgusting, then fine, go for it. But don't get into that. I think what you're talking about here is like all or nothing mentality or I already effed up, might as well just binge throughout my entire period. And then I'll get back on track after it's over. And the thing that I see 
so, something I work with my clients is like, that's what they'll do. They're like, oh, well, it's period week. And I'm like, so, so, so I have a rule. <clears throat> my rule is we do not weigh yourself on your period because you have so much fluctuations in your weight that if you step on the scale and you put on like a few pounds of water weight, how is your mindset going to be? It's going to be in the crapper. You're going to say, well, I already gained weight. I might as well just eat all the things and then I'll start fresh next week. So that's the first rule. Like do not weigh yourself. Don't even go there. But secondly, just because you had something that you shouldn't have does not mean that you have to go now and do all or nothing and eat all the things and start fresh again on Monday. It's okay. Be like, this is just like, accept that this is your biology and this is normal. But I think the very first thing, even before that is like knowing when it's going to happen. So my problem was, and I shared this with you that it would every month, my cravings and my issues, they wouldn't come like when I'm on my period, they would come a week before. And <clears throat> so Sarah is like currently training me and she's like helping me stay accountable for my meal plan. Cause I told her, I'm like, even coaches need coaches just because I'm a coach doesn't mean that I don't need accountability and I don't need help. So I hired her to give me that accountability. And there was a week like before my period. And I was telling her, I was like, I cannot stay on track. Like this week, I don't care. I don't give enough. I just want to eat all the things. And then I realized like the week after my period came. And I remember you telling me, like, we were talking about this and how this episode kind of came into be is like being aware and knowing when it's coming. So how do we, how do we become aware to kind of prep ourselves knowing that this is going to be the week that sucks for us? What are some things that you would suggest that we do? Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, just mentally preparing for it. Okay. Here are the signs. Here are the cravings. Okay. I know this is going to happen. It happened the previous month. So I'm going to prep the house full of the things that I shouldn't, shouldn't have, but also maybe reach out to your coach. You know, if you do have a coach and you're listening to this and just asking them for a little bit more guidance, but understanding that you're not alone. I think when you realize that every other woman struggles with this and gives into the cravings, then you can maybe take a little bit of pressure off yourself and understand that, okay, I'm giving into these things. It's normal. It's normal. And I'm just going to focus a little bit more and be a little bit tighter on my nutrition when the cravings shut off. So yes, give in to a certain degree and just move forward, keep it moving. I cannot stress that enough that not harping on the setbacks is going to move you forward, even when you do splurge. Now, also something I want to throw in, in the mix is that doing keto, doing intermittent fasting are two ways to make sure that your leptin and ghrelin hunger hormones are in check. And so that's why it's so crucial to incorporate one or the other, if not both, into your, your, the majority of your daily routine, because I've seen it so many times that if you are not doing something that is benefiting your body on a detoxification level, on a hormonal level, then when the cravings hit your body is crazy out of whack and you just give in and you don't know what the heck is going on and you can't get out of the cravings. Like you're craving stuff all the time. You're hungry all the time. So that's why doing keto and or intermittent fasting is so crucial to the overall, you know, aspect of nutrition, but 
also for this time of the month, because you'll have the cravings for a few days and then boom, they're done back on track. Yeah, I agree. And it's actually interesting that you say that because, uh, I just got, I was telling you about that book that in the flow, it intrigues me how I can't wait to read it and share it with my clients. It's like, she talks about how to customize what you're eating, the amount of carbs you're eating, how you work out fasting, depending on where you are in your cycle. So I think the first thing is like, do you track your period? Like for me, what helps is like, why don't I track it? Because mine is irregular. I don't know if yours is regular or not, but mine has always been irregular because I think I have PCOS. I don't even know anymore. I've had so many hormone problems, but when we track it and then we know it's coming, like my app literally just told me that my PMS is coming in seven days. So now I'm mentally prepared. Now I know, okay, Lasha, in seven days, you're going to get that carb monster, right? Like, do you track yours or do you kind of know because it's pretty regular? You know, it used to be more regular than it is now, but I think that's a great a great thing to do just because you see that actual day. And, you know, who knows? You might be pleasantly surprised that because you're so mentally ready, that when it comes on, you're like, wait, that wasn't as bad just because you are waiting for it. So yeah, it doesn't I think like that throw you off track. It doesn't like derail you like a train that it just comes out of nowhere. And then you're like, I don't know what happened, but I ate the whole tub of ice cream. Right. But exactly. when you're tracking and it's all about like awareness, planning, being just knowing and not just like winging it. I hate when people just like, Oh, I'm just going to feel, I'm just going to wing it. Like we do not wing it. If you want to reach your goals, there is no winging it. You have to plan, you have to prepare. So that's, so that's the first thing to kind of understand that it's okay. You know, have substitutes, have some healthier snacks, know when it's coming. Another thing that I tell my clients to do is like eat more protein that week, right? Why is it great to maybe up your protein during your, the week where you have more hunger than normal? Well, protein and fat. I mean, I think that those are the two things that really fulfill the body. If you are giving into the cravings and you're eating a lot of carbohydrates and even fiber, fibrous vegetables, if you're not eating a substantial amount of protein and, you know, good fats, then your blood sugar is going to spike quickly. If you're, especially if you're eating high glycemic foods and then you have that quick fall. So then you feel lethargic, you know, you have that sugar buzz and then you have the crash. And if you continue eating in that way without a substantial amount of protein and fat, then your pancreas has to keep shooting out more and more insulin. And then you eventually can develop insulin resistance. When our insulin levels stay high, we cannot burn fat. So that presents a lot of potential things to come. And, you know, at the end of the road could even develop into type two diabetes, but that's why it's so crucial to incorporate protein and fats because the glycemic index of that overall meal will be lowered. So you're not going to have a fluctuation in your blood sugar nearly as much than if you didn't consume as much protein or fiber. So I always tell clients that if you're going to eat the cheat meal, you're going to have the cake, you're having the cravings, a little hack that I tell all my clients is that before you give into those cravings, you have something high fiber, high protein, eat that first, eat your chicken breast with your vegetables, and then have the slice of cake. And it will impact your blood sugar so much less than doing it the other way. Yeah, I agree that that is a great hack that actually you introduced me to. And I, I never really thought about that because in general, I do not eat those foods, 
but I've been like experimenting with carb cycling and introducing more higher carb foods. So knowing that is so powerful because you're like, you're tweaking, essentially you're biohacking your metabolism. This is what we're doing here. So this is how you could still feel like you're eating the foods you love, not feel deprived, not feel like you're restricting yourself, but also still maintain your weight, still reach your weight loss goals essentially, because that's what we all want, right? And so that is a great thing to also know. And then my question to you is, what are your thoughts about working out during your period? Because there's a lot of misconception. A lot of women are like, oh no, you can't work out on your period. That's so bad. Don't do it. So I want to know your opinion. And then I'm going to share kind of what I do and uh, what I tell my clients with that. Sure. You know, we discussed the fact that cortisol levels elevate during this time. So first and foremost, sleep is crucial. You need to make sure this is the week that you get restful sleep and you get at least seven to eight hours of good restful sleep. Now exercise, you need to stay consistent in those patterns, especially if you're someone new to the game and you're creating those new habits, because it takes so much time to really in instill that pattern into your, you know, daily regimen. So I say, stick with it. Now, should you be doing extremely high intensity interval training and extremely heavy weights? You might want to back down just a bit because cortisol levels are increased the harder and the higher the intensity, uh, but still do those type of movements. You want to stay in the pattern and, you know, again, don't do anything like extremely long, long, long distance running because that boosts cortisol. So you want to be aware of the types of exercise you're doing, but I think that the worst thing you can do is sit on your butt and not do anything because you're bloated, you're crampy. I know you don't feel well, but I can't tell you how many times I felt like a piece of junk. And then I worked out and I'm like, man, I don't feel bad at all. Like, I mm -hmm. feel like I'm not even on my period. Yeah. So yeah, which is, I think it's counterintuitive, right? But so many women, they're like, oh, I'm period. I can't work out. I'm in so much pain. And yeah, if you are in so much pain that you cannot get off the couch, that's one thing. If you have extremely painful periods, first of all, you need to go see an uh, endocrinologist because that is not normal. Like painful exactly. periods is not, that's a sign right there. There's something imbalanced. Your hormones are imbalanced. But for the rest of us, get up and move. Even if it's a walk on incline, do something right to keep that going. First of all, it helps with the bloating. It helps with the, with the water retention and all those things. It helps with cravings, right? I don't think that, you know, also you need to listen to your body depending on what phase you are in your period. For instance, the week before my period, like I was mentioning before, I'm like, totally derailed. Like I want to eat all the things. And when I try to work out, I feel like I can't even lift my normal weights. I'm struggling. I can't finish the workout. I'm like, what is going on? But then the week when it comes like towards the middle, I feel like a superwoman. I'm like, whoa, let's go Hulk time. Like let's bulk it up. Right. <clears throat> so you listen to your body, you listen to your body signals, but that doesn't mean that you can, that's an excuse to just sit on the couch all day eating like chips. Right but you have to tweak it. Maybe the week before you go a little lighter and then you go harder depending on how you feel. So I think it's about still doing something, but listening to your body as far as how intense you go or not. Absolutely. And I think us as women, we're too hard on ourselves on so many different levels, but 
I hear it all the time, man, my workout, I, I just couldn't lift as heavy today. And I wasn't able to do this. And I wasn't able to do that, man. I think I'm, I'm, you know, moving backwards. I'm not excelling. I'm not getting in better shape. I don't know. I'm questioning everything. And let me tell you, there are days I've been doing this a long time. I'm pretty darn fit. And I have so many workouts, especially during that time of the month that are junk, but I know that I gave it my all and mentally it's what I needed to keep going and keep moving and keep me away from the damn food. Let's be real. Like get out of the house, stay active because that's going to keep your endorphins flowing. That's going to keep serotonin levels high. So really just be a little bit more, give yourself a little bit more grace and, and just, you know, chill out if you do give in because it's going to happen. It's inevitable. We're all going to sit on the couch from time to time when we should be going to the gym. We're all going to give into the cravings when we know we shouldn't. And it is what it is. So just understand you're only human and everyone else is doing the same thing. So make the next day a better day than the day before if you did mess up. Yeah. Or every decision, what is going to be your next decision? So if you had a little splurge, it's okay. What is my next decision? How can I make my next meal better? Right? What can I do now? So focus on that. And that's great. So to end off, is there anything else that you do personally that's kind of like your secret hack or your little things to get you through your the period cravings and all the things? You know, it's so funny because I used to be a candy and sweets aholic. Anyone knew me <laughs> growing up? Believe it. <laughs> and they're like, wait a second, you don't even eat sugar and you exercise all the time. No, it's true. So for me, I need something sweet and I don't care if it's during that time of the month or not. So I am, like I said, I make that protein pudding. It literally is protein powder mixed with PB fit. And then you can jazz it up however you want to do it. Um, and then I keep, you know, some, some candies in the house too. There's smart sweets, which is a brand. There's the project seven, which is high, high fibrous. And again, we're, we're looking at net impact carbs. So, these two brands are really something that you can splurge on and not feel bad. You can have the whole pack. You can sit down on the couch and cuddle up under, under a blanket, Netflix it up and, and do that. And then suckers too. I always suggest suckers to people because they take so much longer to get through and it's not nearly as bad for you than having a full Snickers bar that you can chow down in like three bites. So there's a few, there's actually a brand that I love called Coochie Coo. And I got it from my daughter, but I mean, I love them too. So it's just tart enough to take the edge off, but it's really high fiber, zero sugar. And so just keeping those things in the house and just mentally preparing for it, it's going to happen and do the best I can. Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> I think those are great tips. I will say with the caveat, so those high fibrous things make sure before you go all into them, because I don't know how you are with them. I do not do well with them. Like I ate a, a thing of smart sweets once and um, I was on the toilet for like an entire day. So, you know, oh, you have no. to, everybody reacts differently. So if you're going to try something like that, I would first kind of see how, because some 
fibers like inulin, different types of fibers, some people react differently to them. So if you're cool and like they don't affect you, like go for it, but make sure to try it before you go all in because it's like you're already bloated and feel like crap. And then you eat a whole thing of it and you're on the toilet. You're going to be like, what did they tell me? You're already bloated. You already feel like death. And all of a sudden now you're sitting on the toilet for another day. So just test those out. But yeah, find what works for you. Find what your body can react to well. And then have that be like your period stash. Like, so for me, I have like a chocolate stash of like lilies. And I know that's like my period week. So I tell myself like, okay, how much am I going to have each day? What is like my allowance? And I'm not like restricting myself or like, you know, counting every single calorie. I'm just being mindful. And I also know it's like, okay, that's the week that I need to avoid just hanging around in the kitchen, right? My kids love to hang around in the kitchen all day. I know that's the week that I'm going to up my protein, right? Up my fat, stuff like that. But I'm going to, first of all, not beat myself up and weigh myself because I know with my mentality that like once I get on the scale and I see the number is higher, my old thoughts start creeping in like, oh girl, you already gained weight. So let's just like have a little bit more chocolate. So I don't go there. I don't set myself up to fail. All right. So these are all great tips. And again, just, I think the, the kind of core message that we want to bring to you is that it's okay you're human, you're normal, your body is getting ready to have a baby. And you're like, no, thanks body. Right. So there's a lot of changes going on and we have to learn how to adapt with them and work with them and not let them row us off guard and like ruin the entire month for us. So thank you for coming on the show. Let us know where our listeners can find you. Give us all the deeds to your links, your social media, all the things. Sure. My website is healthylifebalance.net and I'm on Facebook under Sarah Garino and then Instagram. My handle is Sarah Garino underscore coach and YouTube is healthy life balance. I'm, I'm scattered throughout, but another hack that I want to tell people is brushing your teeth after you're done eating immediately after you're done eating is another great way. If you really want to stop yourself from giving in late night, do that. We will leave all of those links in the show notes. Go ahead and connect with Sarah, follow her on the grams and her YouTube channel. She always shares really great fitness tips and low glycemic tips and all the things. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mom Squad podcast. If you liked today's episode, make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends on social media. Don't forget to tag me at BSB Tribe. If you want even more resources, make sure to go to www.bsbtribe.com and head on over to a private community on Facebook, Fit Mom Squad, so that you can get connected with other moms who are crushing their health goals. I can't wait to see you on the inside. Until next time, keep focused on your goals, mama.